Welcome to Liberty Church London. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Shegan Johnson. I'm the General Overseer of Liberty Ministries International. We pray the anointing of God be activated in you as you listen to this message. Enjoy. Good evening um, and welcome to this service tonight. Um, just want to encourage you if you are watching this for the first time or wherever you're watching this from that this is a liberty church uh we are in turnpike lane and we are still having services at the moment so you are more than welcome to join us but i just want to thank you for joining us and i want to pray that even as you listen to this word tonight that the lord will even do something in your life and wherever you are right now whatever that you're in need of i pray that this message will even touch those needs even um, as you're waiting on God for something or you're hoping for something or even in this season where things are so up and down and left and right and upside down that God will even do something amazing even in your life even in a season of confusion God will bring um, clarity God will bring hope God will bring something that you've been waiting for even when there was no confusion God will turn that confusion into his glory in Jesus name so I want to really welcome you and um, this message is I've titled it um, influencers titled it influencers now if we look at the world right now one of the the words that you see mentioned a lot in the world um, especially when it comes to social media and things like that is the word influencer Um, it's a word that 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 is it seems to have come out of nowhere in the last two years so i went and really went in the word and said what does god really say about influences so you know like i was saying social media influences is like this new career path or career that people have forged and i want to look what is an influencer okay so an influencer is someone who has the power to affect the purchasing decisions of 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 other people and um it has the, the power to affect others because of his ability or his his authority and his knowledge you know to position or 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 or, or, or relationship with with their audience that they're, they're 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 working with okay so an influencer is someone who has a who has a distinct niche let's say someone who is is actively engaging their audience you know the size of their audience also depends on how much they might get paid for example okay and i looked at and i went and looked at it you know there's there's actually at the moment it says 3.5 billion people across the world that use social media and that's about 45 percent of the world's population so an influencer has a as a strong reach if you're if you're a good influencer okay so influencers on social media are people that have built a reputation for their knowledge and their their expertise on on some specific topics um okay and they make you know they they get paid for making posts and and talking about the that preferred topic that they like or the 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 preferred subject that they like and what they do is they have a large following and they have people who engage with them and people who pay close attention to their views and what brands do is they use those views and those likes and those shares and their influence to gauge and to use them to to propel their products okay so brands love 
social media influencers because it's, it's easy for them. They don't have to do the work. The influencer does the work for them. You know, they, they create trends and they encourage, they encourage people to, to buy these products and to, to follow and to promote, you know, the products that they're using. So what I really looked at is how does that really relate to what God tells us as believers? And I looked at it and God says that he's given us influence to influence as well. Okay, so even as children of God, we're supposed to be influencers of the world. But in order to do that, we have to have engagement with people because we can't influence nobody. We have to have engagement with people. And I looked at it and, and I, I, I'm going to read our main scripture in a minute. But God, God looks at it and he gives us two examples of how believers are supposed to influence. And I take our scripture is from Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. It says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavour, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Verse 14 says, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your God works and your God works and glorify your Father in heaven. So if you look at when Jesus speaks, a lot of the times when Jesus speaks, he uses analogies, okay? Um, so when he's speaking to fishermen, he'll use the analogy of a fisherman. And so, but in this, in this example, Jesus is using the, the, the example and an analogy of salt and light. But he takes it a, further, a step further, not to just an analogy. He, he, he says that you are salt and you are light. So I went and looked at that and I said, how can we be an influencer? And, and Jesus is saying we are influencer because we are salt and we are light. So I want to show you how we are influencers or we believers are supposed to be influencers. So there's only two main points that Jesus speaks about here. The first point is you are salt. Okay, you are salt. So I, 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 Jesus is saying you are salt and, and it could be, you know, some people might be thinking he's talking about the contents of the body. Okay, so I want to look at the contents of the body. Is that what he's talking about? It says the human body is made up of 0.0% salt. Okay, so another way to look at this is uh, an easier way to look at this. When people say 0.0, it's just a percentage, isn't it? So if you look at someone like a body weight, for example, so someone who's who's 50 kg okay they would have around 200 uh, grams of salt in their body and that's around 40 teaspoons of salt in a human body that's amazing but jesus of course wasn't talking about the salt in your body jesus was talking about you are salt as in you are influence okay and and one thing about salt is salt is mentioned so many times in scriptures more than you would even think of and especially in the old testament when you're looking at when people are giving their sacrifices you know you actually if you look at it you actually had to season your sacrifice with salt uh, even before you brought it before the lord and we know this and i'll show you two scriptures from the the old testament that shows us this so the first one is uh, leviticus 2 13 okay leviticus 2.13 says, and every offering of grain offering shall be seasoned with salt, okay? And you shall not allow the salt of the covenant of God to be lacking 
from your grain offering. With all your grain offering, you shall offer salt. Praise the Lord. Numbers 18, 19 as well. It says, all the heave offering of the holy things, which the children of Israel offer to the Lord, I have given to you and your sons and daughters and with you as an ordinance forever. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord with you and your descendants before you. Wow. So if you look at that, it's, it, it's just two scriptures that you look at and it talks about the covenant of salt, a covenant of salt. Why is God saying this? Why would God be saying this? Now, that's because salt is something that preserves okay so in the bible salt is symbolic for eternity okay it's symbolic for causing something to continue to be long lasting okay so he calls it in those scriptures if you see the scriptures that we just read he calls it the covenant of salt and that's because god is saying to you that he is going to preserve you praise the lord so so when we you know sometimes we read the scriptures and we look at some scriptures and it says the perseverance of the saints right but but we're not talking about the perseverance of the saints. We're talking about the preservation of the saints. Praise the Lord. And, and if you look at the Old Testament again, three times, twice in the book of Psalms and once in the book of Proverbs, God says, I preserve the soul of my saints. Praise the Lord. And, and that makes me feel good. The reason that makes me feel good is because God is saying to someone tonight who's watching this, this tonight, God is saying that it's not because you have sticking power to do something it's not because of the power that you have it's because of god has the preservation power he has a staying power that he's going to enable you with that's going to give you even something that you've been looking for and it's god who's going to preserve your soul forever and god who's gonna who's gonna make you to to, to live forever in the name of jesus christ amen so then we're saying salt symbolizes eternity okay so salt is a preservative okay it says you are the salt of the earth are you getting are you seeing where we're going now we're building up to it, it says listen carefully we are preserving our world from ending that's what the influence of a of a believer of a christian is we are preserving the the, the society that god has placed us in from dying from ending and from decaying that's what god has placed us in that means the more that and if you look at it when you look at society, you look at the world, the more that we take Christian faith, Christian principles and Christian morality out of society, the quicker that you see that the society is decaying and the society is dying. You know, when you take those Christian values out, you see that there's a stripping of some things and that's where God has placed us. And, 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 and if you think about it, when you take prayer out of school, for example, I went to a, a school that that was a, a, a Church of England school, and, and now it's not a Church of England school, for example. But if you take prayer out of schools, look what happens. If you take the the, the commandments or the, the commandments of God out of society, look how society changes. But the one thing that God does is he places believers and Christians in specific places so that they can keep those things those they can be the salt of that place that he's placed them so then you know you've got christians in schools christians in 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 the courtroom in lawmakers um they can be christians on on governing bodies uh christians in councils christians as as mps you know god god puts us there because we are there to preserve the the society because he has made us as jesus said the salt 
of, of, of the earth, the salt of this place that he has placed us in. And that's what salt does, isn't it? When you put salt in food, it makes things taste good. Okay, so that means we, we're there to make God taste good to other people. And that's our job. But Jesus says in there, he says, it's, it, is then, it is then good for nothing, but will be thrown out and trampled on. That means, unfortunately, when a Christian loses their influence, guess what? They're not good for anything. Okay, and they will be thrown out and trampled on by foot. And that's what the word of God says. That's what Jesus is saying in this scripture. And, and that's what, you know, if you think about it, what did they do with bad salt um, back in the day? They used to just throw it out on the street thinking that, you know, the bad salt would kill weeds on the street from growing. You know, there's a theory that bad salt can kill anything that you put it on. You know, it's there just to be trodden on by foot, which is also what Jesus says when he says they'll be trampled on the foot by men. But when you see good salt, good salt makes God taste good. Okay, the word says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. And, and, and we have to look at it. So then how does salt lose its flavor or, or its savor? How does it lose it? And, and in the Bible, there's four times in the New Testament uh, 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 that Jesus talks about salt as flavor. Okay, the, the verse that we just read in Matthew is, is, is two of them. You know, that verse is in two Gospels where, where Jesus says salt loses its flavor. Okay, and uh, the other time in the Bible um, is translated directly from Greek, and it doesn't it doesn't mean losing its flavor in the Greek term. It's translated as becomes foolish. So the word in Greek is is actually called moreno, moreno, which is where you get the word moronic from, or to be a foolish person. So your salt is what Jesus says, but if you become foolish guess what? You're not going to be able to influence anyone. And that's how it works in a world where we discussed at the beginning of social media. If you do something foolish, you lose your effect as an influencer. Look at Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Romans chapter 1 verse 21 says, because although they knew God did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but we became futile in their thoughts and their foolish hearts were darkened. 22 says, professing to be wise, they became fools. So the Greek word for, 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 for salt losing its flavor is if salt becomes foolish, which is what it says in that Romans verse, okay? So then how does salt become bad? How does salt become bad? So look at this. I want to look at examples of how salt works in the natural and how salt works in the spiritual. Okay, so you'll, you'll get it in a minute as I read it. So in the natural, salt is, um, is underground, basically. So it, it grows in the sea, right next to the rock. Okay, salt grows right next to the rock. Okay, so in the sea, right next to the rock. And I'll read it, a, 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 a verse here. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4. Now watch this. So remember... In the natural, salt goes right next to the rock. Okay, so 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 10. So chapter 10, verse 4 says, And all drank the same spiritual drink, for they drank that spiritual rock that followed them, and that Christ, and that rock was Christ. Wow. So salt grows, it, 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 it pushes right next to the rock. And we as believers, 
we are supposed to drink from the spiritual rock and that rock is Christ. Do you get it? So also in the natural, watch this, the, 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 in the natural, right next to the rock, for the rock to be purified. So for the rock to be purified of, of all the things that are in the sea, it has to be it has to be purified by the washing of water. Yeah, that's in the natural, by the washing of water. But look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. This is in the in the spiritual now, okay? It says, spiritual five, uh, Ephesians 5, 26 says, that they might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water of the word. Wow, so it's all about the water. So in the physical and in the spiritual. So you are cleansed by the washing of the water of the word. So if you look at that, we've looked at the earthly thing, the earthly element, salt that's mixed up with dirt and soil and, and all the stuff that it becomes contaminated with. And, and, and But the way salt stays pure is by staying right next to the rock and allowing the water to wash over it. And that's what Jesus is saying as well. That's what the word says. The word says, if you stay close to Jesus and in the word, guess what? You're going to stay pure. Otherwise, you'll end up losing yourself or you end up doing something which is foolish you know and we if we do something that's foolish guess what we end up losing ourselves as influencers or as witnesses for the lord praise the lord so that's what we're supposed to do as salt we're supposed to be an influence everywhere that we go okay so the second thing that jesus mentions in that scripture he says you are light you are light so you are salt and you are light okay and the thing is i could have said in uh, as i was reading this i could have said I am salt and I am light, you know, but, but I'm just using the pronoun that, that the word says, it says, it says, Jesus says, you are salt and you are light. And that the reason why Jesus said that is because he wants it to be personable to you. You know, he wants it to relate directly to you. So that's why I'm still using that pronoun. You know, have you ever read something in the Bible that, you know, just reminds you of something else? You know, when you read, you know, you are the light of the world, it, it might remind you of another verse in John when Jesus says I am the light of the world okay so it made me think you know where are we really the light of the world or is Jesus the light of the world you know there's there's Jesus is saying we're the light of the world but I you know in the scripture it also says he is the light of the world you know and Jesus is saying you are the light of the world so it's you know you have to really go and work out why Jesus says those two things and I looked at John chapter 8, verse 12, says, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Wow. And John chapter 9, verse 5 says, As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. So Jesus is saying, as long as he's in the world, he's the light of the world. But we are also the light of the world. So, you know, if you look at, John, for example, as a, as, a, as a gospel, if you look at John chapter 12, Jesus begins to talk about and begin them, you know, preparing his disciples for the end when he's going to leave. And if you look at John chapter 13, this is where Jesus was washing their feet. And 14, 15 and 16 of John is where the, they had the conversation about the Last Supper. And then John 18 is where Jesus is arrested and he's tried uh, and then John 19 is where he's crucified. John 20 is where he raises from the dead and he appears before his disciples. John 21 is where he appears before them eight days later. So if you want to really understand what Jesus is saying, look at John chapter 12, verse 
35. So this is where Jesus was preparing them for the end. Jesus said, then the word says, then Jesus said to them, a little while longer, the light is with you. So now we know that he's talking about himself. Walk while you have light, lest darkness overtake you. He who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. Wow. So Jesus is not in the flesh anymore, okay? He's not in the flesh as one person, let's say, anymore. But he's still in the flesh because he is in us, okay? So that's why we are called the body of Christ, as we know. We're called the body of Christ, and, and that's why we are the body of Christ on earth right now, because God has left the light in us. So that's why he said, you are the light of the earth. So when I leave, Jesus said, you're going to be the light of this world, okay? And the only light, you know, that you're going to have, you know, the only light this world is going to have is if you shine, basically. If you put your light under a basket, as it says in the the word somewhere, it says, then guess what? The world is going to be in trouble, okay? If Jesus is supposed to be the light and we're representative of him, we're supposed to be the light. If you hide your light under a basket, you're going to be in trouble. You know, if we don't serve in, in certain parts of community, Guess what? The world is going to be in trouble if we don't get on councils, as we were talking about. If we don't pray in schools, if we don't um, get into lawmakers and decision makers, if we don't vote biblical principles, guess what? The world is going to be in trouble, especially if we don't speak up about injustices and things that we see. The world is going to continue to decay, you know, and our world is going to continue to get darker and darker. But the only way that the world can get lighter is if we as believers take the basket off and that's the problem now too many believers have their baskets on too many believers are hiding their light you know they, they're hiding it because they have a basket of so many different things that they're going through in their own situation baskets of fear you know i'm afraid that of what will happen if i remove the basket or a basket of shame you know where someone's thinking i'm just not worthy you know uh, uh, you know and let me tell you something worthiness has never been an argument and i'll tell you why worthiness has never been an argument because no one is worthy okay no one is worthy is the only way that we're worthy is by the blood of jesus so you need to always tell yourself that when you feel worthless or not worthy say i'm, I'm not worthy but the blood of jesus is what gives me worth and makes me worthy praise the lord so we have to get those baskets off we have to be the light that the world needs especially in this current world that we live right now so i looked at there was a story that i heard on a um a radio station it was a pastor that was talking so he went to a um he went to a church and he was doing administration you know he went to be a guest minister and he had a a word for a, a couple but the, the female of the couple he had a word for and what he didn't know was when before he came to the service that on the way to the service she had been talking to her husband about how she was moved to a new department at work i think it was um and then um, she was saying that, you know, she was just telling her husband, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm just wondering why God transferred me to this department. And her husband was asking her, why, why do you feel like that? And she was saying, because, you know, the other department that I worked in, you know, they had a lot of believers in that department, you know, and, you know, we could talk to each other about believer things. We could talk to each other about God, you know, and I'm really, I really enjoyed working there. That's what the woman said. But you know, I've been placed in this new department and guess what? There's not one Christian here. So I can't even have those conversations. I can't be free. I can't be myself. I feel like, you know, God has put me in a place where I'm, it's a dark place. That's what the woman said. But 
so they got to the church and during the service the pastor um got a word you know during administration and he asked the the couple to stand up and he said you know i feel like you two have been talking and you know you said to your husband that you've been in, in, a, in a dark place or you've been moved to a position that you feel that that god has put you in a dark place so, um and you don't know why you're in a dark place so the lord placed a word on the pastor's heart and he said to her well the lord told me to tell you that um you've been put in that dark place because it's a dark place okay and god looked in that other department that you were in and he saw that it was a light department you know there was a lot of lights in that department and he looked in this other department that was dark and he said you know what i gave my life for these people as well you know and 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 god thought you know i need to put some light into this dark place so he chose his brightest light that he could find and he put that light into that dark department okay and that's what the pastor said to her and a year later the, the the pastor said he went back to the same church to minister again and that same lady came to him and she came to him with 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 three other women with her and she said these women work with me and they've all accepted christ as their lord and savior this year praise the lord wow so that's what God was doing. Even though she thought she was in a dark place, she was miserable, she thought, why has God put me in this situation? God was putting her there to be the light of that situation. Isn't that amazing? And and that's why, that's why sometimes we have to ask ourselves, you know, do we know why God put us in our place of work? You know, sometimes we, we think it's just provision that God just, just wants to provide for us through our workplaces. But we pray for that workplace, right? Don't you think about that? But I don't think that's the main reason that God puts us in some workplaces. I think that the main reason is because God wants you to be to be to be the light in that place that He's put you. Okay? Because if it was about provision, look at the Bible, it tells us that if God wants to provide for you, guess what? He can do it with ravens, or he can send manna from heaven, or or the word says he can get the, the water from out of the rock. So he has no problem providing for you. And, and he gave you the job so that you could be the light in a dark world or in a dark place. So I want you to know that wherever you're listening to this right now, there's a co-worker or there's someone that you know that is not going to make heaven unless you take your basket off and let the light that God has placed in you shine in Jesus' name. And and, and also, think about it, the area or the, 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 the village or the neighborhood that we live in. You know, we prayed for God to give us a house and, and yeah, God, like I said, he likes to bless you, he likes to provide for you. But also, he's placed you in that neighbourhood, in that area to be a light and to be an influencer of those people that are around you. Okay, so even those two, 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 two elements that we've looked at, even in this message, light and salt. So salt is, if you think about it, it's an internal influencer. And light is an external influencer. Salt is a, a sort of a covert influence. It works over time. It seasons the, 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 the surroundings and it seasons, like we said, it, it stops the decay over time. And light is an over influencer. Okay, salt is a subtle influencer and light is an obvious influencer. And if you think about it, if you walk into a dark room and you switch on the light, what happens? Darkness just immediately disappears so that's what light is just a 
obvious influence okay if you if you if you've ever been away or you've got up and watched the sunrise what happens when the sun rises as soon as the the, the light comes the darkness just goes away okay but it says you are salt is what jesus says and you are light so i want to let you know that if we don't do our jobs guess what's going to happen the world is going to go into decay and into further darkness so that's the word of the lord and 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 i want to encourage you as well you know it's a time where we're in a situation where you might not physically get to witness to someone or you're not physically in an office or or something like that where god has placed you but it's so important if you if you see how what's happening in the world right now it's so important to touch someone to reach out to someone to 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 make sure that you share something with someone you know on the liberty platforms at the moment we are sharing so many so much content and the reason why we're sharing that content is not just for believers okay uh, it's wonderful for believers but it's a tool that we want you to use also to hit the share button don't be don't hide and don't put your basket on okay this is your time to shine so what you need to do is you need to hit that share button anywhere that you see a post that we're posting anywhere that you see a message that we're we're messaging anywhere that you you see anything you know just share it and don't be scared don't let anyone intimidate you or anything okay so god says i want you to be and i want everyone watching to be salt and light and to change the world okay so um, I'm just going to pray for you even as we close right now. So I, I, obviously, you know, um, I want you to, and God wants you to influence everyone around us. And, and, and Lord, the Lord wants you to even have, have and to produce light, okay? Uh, the Lord is the light that's in you. The Lord is, is giving you light. So it's our responsibility not to hide the light and lay it out. So Lord, we just want to stay close to you even as the, the salt stays close to the rock lord we want to stay close to you as our rock and want to let the word your water wash over us and purify us lord let us be the salt and the light that you have put in us let it work even to do good even in this world lord father i pray and i want to pray for anyone right now who's going through a tough time or difficulties or anything right now that the lord will even answer you and meet at the point of your need and i want to encourage you that if you need any prayers or, or anything for any area of your life, um, you can drop a message in our inbox. Um, and what we'll do is we'll get a minister to pray over it for us. And I just want to really encourage you today that even as you go into the weekend, that you go with power and with peace. And I want you to stay blessed in Jesus' name. That message was from the throne of grace. I trust you were blessed and your blessings cannot be reversed. Do visit us at Liberty Church, Tompike Lane, London, N80QX. You can also find us online, libertychurchlondon.org.uk. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.